The Bird Show. Oh, that's a good question. What What is the most shocking way you found out, like, the dude or the woman that you were dating uh, was either married or dating somebody else? Oh, yeah. Because Abby's got one from her <laughs> co- podcast, Breakup Breakdown, owned by Pioneer Network. Hey, that's mine. Um, and I'm wondering if anybody can beat this right here, because this is pretty damn shocking. Yeah. If you think you're having a bad day, at least you didn't find out that your boyfriend was getting hitched this month. So I got connected with this girl from TikTok where she said exactly that. She's like, hey, if your day's going bad, guarantee you mine's going worse because I found out the guy that I've been seeing, um, I found his wedding website on accident. And so what happens is with my podcast, because people listen and they want to get more details on these kinds of stories, I get tagged in these videos a lot. I get sent them. So I get tagged in this video. I get connected with her and I was like, girl, you got to spill the tea. I want to know everything that happened. (laughs) So we hop on a Zoom call a couple weeks ago and she told me the whole story she said that they actually met through mutual friends which was shocking to me considering I had already known that she had found out that she was the other woman from his wedding website like if you get connected through mutual friends how does nobody tell you hey by the way this guy's engaged and he's getting married this month this month wait a second all right this seems so weird right from the start right so did they just not believe that he was going to make it to the altar or why would nobody say anything that was my biggest question and she said that the people that she knew that were friends with him not like super close friends so they they met through mutual friends, mutual hangouts and stuff. And she was interested in him. And she asked somebody, oh, do you know, like, if you've seen anybody? And someone said, oh, yeah, I think he has a girlfriend or whatever. So she kind of backs off. She's not really trying to wreck any homes, even though mm-hmm. that ends up kind of what happening. Um, so she ends up hanging out with this guy and all of a sudden things start to get a little bit flirtier. She's like, I'm kind of picking up a vibe. And all of a sudden things start to progress to be a little bit more romantic. And she told him, she said, you know, I'm a little shocked that you're making a move. I actually kind of thought you had a girlfriend. And all he says to her is, oh, I see why you would say that. And that's it. So they continue to date for about what? eight weeks. I what know. a non-answer answer. Well, uh, it's like- And she put up with that answer? Yeah. Yeah. That's an anomaly. There are things you will look <laughs> past when you just want to be pressed up against another warm body. <laughs> save, save, it. Yeah. save it. Save it, save it, save it. All of it. So they keep dating and they- over the course of their relationship, stay together for about eight-ish weeks. So about eight weeks into the relationship, they end up sleeping together. And over the weekend after that, so like, let's say they sleep together on a Thursday. She goes out Friday night. She's without all the friends. She's hanging out. She's having a couple glasses of wine. They're doing karaoke. And she's with those same mutual friends and a couple other people that also know this guy. And she wanted to ask their opinion. She said, hey, by the way, I've been seeing so-and-so. What do you think about him? Like, things have been going really well. We've been dating for about eight weeks. I really like him. Two months. Two months. And so the friend looks at her and says, why are you asking me about so-and-so? And she goes, like I said, we've been dating. And they go, well, you can't be dating him. He's getting married. Like, I just got their wedding invitations in the mail. And she said, there's no way, like, there must be some kind of explanation. Like maybe they were planning to get married and they were canceling the wedding. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're going through a rocky a rocky time right now and haven't told people that the, the wedding's going to come to an end. So she ends up going home and Googling his wedding website. Like he, she, he, she types in so-and-so and so-and-so wedding date, October of whatever. Yep. And she ends up finding it with all the details. If you've ever been to a wedding in the last year, everyone's got a wedding website. And she is looking at the photos and these photos are from like 
recent, but there's also like throwback photos of them together in high school. And she's like, oh my God, these people have been together for so long. How has nobody warned me about the fact that these two have been together and are like in a very serious relationship that doesn't look like it's coming to an end considering the wedding website is still up <laughs> and the wedding is happening this month. Wow. So she texts him and confronts him and she's like, what the heck is going on? And he's like, I can explain. Things have been really rocky between us. And all she said was absolutely not. Like, I no, like this is coming to an end. I'm not a home wrecker. So they end up splitting things up. And the friends that she knew that also knew him end up telling the bride. Ooh. And so you would think, okay, like you find out that your fiance is cheating on you weeks before the wedding, you're going to split up with them. And apparently it's still happening, which is wild to me. She must know who she's dealing with already. <laughs> exactly. Right? Or she just so desperately wants to be in this thing. Mm -hmm. Ex yeah, that's what I said. And so I asked her, I'm like, why do you think she's staying in this? And she said, I don't think you would just start cheating with somebody with somebody that knew your friends. You don't just go from like very faithful and totally in this relationship to just having the potential to get caught very easily. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what a dummy that if you're going to cheat, cheat with like a total stranger, not somebody that's in a, like a mutual friend group, unless he was trying to sabotage the engagement. That's so, really great infidelity advice. <laughs> that's, that's solid. You know what? I'm going to write a book. <laughs> so I actually, I ended up talking to a therapist yesterday about it. Her name's Amy. She has a really great business in Atlanta called New Perspectives for Life. And I was like, can you make sense of this for me? Like, how, do, how does somebody justify this and she said sometimes it can be a narcissist thing like they can, they can just uh, think that they can get away with it but mm -hmm. also it can be a self-sabotaging thing and sometimes um, they just don't think like how it's going to affect the other person wow. like they, they think that relationships can almost be like a game like, uh, like a conquest like how many people like I got what I want already mm -hmm. I got the person that I was dating of you know five years now how many other people can I get there are so many guilty parties in this whole story um, this is the one that's coming out this week it already came out on Tuesday, okay. and then my conversation with Amy came out this morning. All right, this is a breakup breakdown. You can find it anywhere that you can find podcasts. Anywhere. Anywhere. The Bird Show. All right, so this dude here feels like, uh, we got an email uh, moving on, from a dude that feels like his wife took a big-time shot at his ego, <laughs> and he's wondering, is it too, is this just too big to, like, even stay in the relationship? Says, uh, hey guys, I listen every day on my way to work, and typically agree with the advice you give, especially Kristen's um, infidelity advice. You're welcome. <laughs> we should do a segment on that one day. Look, if you're going to cheat, here's the way it's done. Yes. Okay? Here's the proper way to commit infidelity, you big dummies. You know what would be oh, the... infidelity for dummies. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like that. That, you know that would be the most listened to segment on the <laughs> podcast also. Um, she says, uh, I'm hoping you can help me here. I've been married to my husband for 11 years and with him for 17. Think things have gotten a little stale. He is amazing in that he does the majority of the housework. Never let him go. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll grab me things at the grocery store he knows I like without asking. That's oh. another one. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I try something new with my hair or I get a new outfit, he'll comment on the money I spent, but won't tell me it looks good. I get compliments while we play the piano. If you're a new listener, that is code for something more intimate. But no other time, she says. Here's the issue. So I went out for margaritas with my sisters, and one of their male friends flirted with me. I got a nice big boost of self-esteem. I came home and, like an idiot, told my husband while we were while we Wait, were doing what? it. Wow, honey, honey. 
Because no. I said that's the one that's going to hurt the most. Oh, oh my God. Wow. You'll, you couldn't hold out for 20 more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me feel good to be flirted with. While you're doing it, he blew up. And now thinks I disrespected him by not telling the guy to get bent. <laughs> okay, so before I even go on, he's uh-huh. more upset that she didn't tell this guy to get lost rather than telling him during that very intimate act. Yeah, that, that would have been the only concern for me. Right. That's number one. That's number one. Now? Now. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> you had all day. I, I do understand that. Well, we have finally turned a corner after three days of intense fighting with him, calling me names. Come on now. Then he asked me if I told anyone about it and told him I talked to my two sisters because I honestly didn't know if we would make it through it. He now wants me out because I threatened his manhood by talking about our problems with my sisters. I typically don't, but the magnitude of this was huge, and I was scared. I also left out the part of telling him this while we were playing the piano. Oh, that's convenient. Yes, that's a key detail. (laughs) Both of them love my husband and never said an ill word about him. They both said that if I hurt him, I need to let him do what he needs to do to help him deal with this. But now he says he will never go around my family ever again. (laughs) Help me. What can I do? I love him and think we have to save us. I don't want anyone other than him. Thank you for any help. Hopeless in the heartland. Okay, I'm being 100. You guys got to grow up. That's a lot to chew on, man. Come on, let's grow up. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, yeah, her telling him while they were doing it and then, you know, him getting so bent out of shape that a man like f- just flirted with her and showed her and I kn- I understand what she was trying to do and she was it's almost it's not a guilt tactic it's a, a, and I wouldn't even call it a manipulation tactic but just that hey I was flirted with made me feel special it would be nice if you could you know do the same thing um the way she went about it mm-hmm. the complete wrong way but then him turning around and like calling her names during like intense fighting like if you you really love somebody you're not going to you're not going to call them names and stoop that low when you're fighting come on grow up a little bit yeah i um i would I certainly would have felt the way about what she did and how she did it. And I'm not the biggest fan of uh, talking about your relationship outside of your relationship. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But he's absolutely overreacting. And I think both of them definitely need to check themselves as far as how they're handling this situation. But I really don't know what you can do at this point other than just give it time and, and give him time to come around and get over himself. Yeah. To me, this feels like a case of him actually being mad about one thing, but saying it's another thing. I think you really hurt his ego when in the middle of playing the piano, you decide to let let him know that you're thinking about what another man did earlier that day. Yeah. And I think he's taking something that make that might not sound logical and putting those emotions onto what sounds a little bit more logical in the sense of like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about our relationship with your sisters. So again, I'm with Bert. I think you got to grow up and stop talking about your margaritas and chilies with your <laughs> husband. When I say couples, you say therapy. Couples therapy. therapy. Couples therapy. therapy. For sure. <laughs> this overlays nicely because I was going to ask this to, about uh, to you guys this week. I've been watching that um, have you guys been watching the Beckham uh, documentary on Netflix? It. I haven't seen it Dude, yet, it's so good. It looks good. It's so good. And the thing I love about it is it's not just about him playing soccer. It's about his relationship with Posh, which, by the way, I stand corrected, Kristen. Right? 
She's got a great personality. She. It, this makes her so likable, doesn't it? And when you watch the documentary, you realize why she was salty and why they were taking advantage of the pictures. Well, because he was having an affair on her. Uh, so she was not very happy in pictures for a very long time. But she's got a great personality. Either way. I love watching their, they really do love each other in an intense, beautiful way. And she said something the other day that I thought I wanted to bring to you. She said, which goes with this, she thought that a little bit of jealousy is healthy in any relationship all the time. Just a little bit of jealousy. Hmm. All the time? That's what she said. Isn't jealousy one of the seven deadly sins? It is. I think a little bit of jealousy is healthy. I do. I actually do believe that. I mean, I think everyone wants to feel desired to that level, but I don't know about all the time. Yeah. Yeah, she was just saying that she thinks it's good to have, to be jealous. a little, Just a little jealous. Not unhealthy, but just a little bit jealous. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I shared the story forever ago about um, being at a, um, a field party for a friend's birthday and a guy there playing the guitar and he was like hitting on me or whatever. And Bart mm-hmm. told him, get your paws off my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a slight turn. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, it was it was, it was, was a little bit of a turn on. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, look mm-hmm. at my man. Mm-hmm. I want another man to uh-huh. fringe on his territory. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, the independent part of me is like, how dare I am not your property, sir. But then I was like, get over yourself. So I can understand, like, that little bit of jealousy mm-hmm. was, like I said, was a turn on. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if you want that every day. Abby. Not every day, but in specific situations. So if I'm at a party or if I'm at a bar and in some parallel universe, I finally get a boyfriend <laughs> and some girl comes up to him and I feel a little jealous, I think that's a healthy sign that even though it's a little bit toxic, I think it's a healthy sign that you genuinely don't mm-hmm. want to lose that person. And it puts you in the position of when you guys were first dating in the early stages of your relationship that like nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I think it's the opposite of complacency and I'm kind of on board with it. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Okay, let's try this again. We talked about Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith in the 6 a.m. because they revealed well, Jada revealed in her upcoming book, Worthy, that she and Will have been separated for seven years. What the? And I know. And we're looking for somebody who has been separated even longer. Or how long were you able to keep your separation a secret from friends and family? Or your divorce. Yeah. So we got this Burt Show book of world records, right? So... Why didn't you tell your significant other's parents or your parents, but you stayed separated or divorced for how long? Really interested. one 855 Now on to the Machine Gun Kelly story. So he was actually in Cleveland doing uh, an interview on stage. And in the middle of it, some guy runs up on stage right behind him. And I'm about to play the audio clip, but he was not having it. I thought he handled it really well. Very really well. He's so this guy, let me paint. You want to paint the picture for? You go for it. Um, so he's up on stage and he's got his uh, back to, let's say, stage left or whatever. And this dude just walks up on the stage. He's quite a bit smaller than MGK and is talking uh, to MGK while he is being interviewed. And he looks around at this strange dude that's made his way on the stage and he gets up and he just 
does what you heard. Like, mm-hmm. dude, don't make me do this because I'm about to protect myself. And then security came and got the guy. But I thought he handled it really, really well. Yeah. And he sits back dude. down and he actually apologizes. He said, oh, I'm sorry for that primal reaction. But like you said, I feel, how else are you going to handle it yeah. if someone comes up on stage? You have no idea if he's armed, if he's got mm-hmm. a knife on him. And I can imagine as a celeb, you kind of already have that paranoia, especially with everything that, that's been going on with people throwing stuff on stage. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a very reasonable reaction, but he called it primal. And I want to know like how it got that far. Like how does somebody get all the way up there to the stage yes. and then is able to actually go out on the stage? How does anybody? Stood there for a while too yeah. before somebody finally came and got him. Right? Yeah. Uh, here's Christine that wants to answer our Burt Show Book of Records question. The longest you stayed separated or divorced without anybody knowing. Hey, Christine. Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, me and my, I, uh, he's my ex-husband, but we're still technically illegally married, and we've been separated since 2010. And your whole family doesn't know about it? Uh, my mother and his mother. But that's no, it. But that's it. Wow. And, and, and why the reluctance to tell anybody else? Um, because we're, I mean, we have a kid together, mm-hmm. so we just decide, you know, let's just stay married and stuff like that. We, no, nobody knows. They just think every time we have a family event, we just all way together and stuff. It's just, we better separate it as far as relationship-wise, but we have a great parents together, so we said, why tell? Hmm. I don't have a big family. He doesn't really care about anybody in his family like that, so we just hmm. stay together. So in the, in the last 13 years, have you, have you all dated other people? Um, he has. Um, I kind of have. I kind of just, you know, here and there and stuff like that. I am looking for somebody. If y'all know somebody, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him you're married. But, yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's going to complicate but, yeah, things. So, but but my, even my daughter didn't even know because she's older now and stuff like that. So every time we're together, she, when I finally talked to her about it and stuff like that, she looked at me like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> Thanks for calling, Christine. Appreciate it. Man, that's crazy. No 13 years. That's impressive. Uh, that is impressive. Okay, so speaking of Cleveland, Adele's boyfriend, I guess, is actually from there because somebody asked him, what is it like to date a big pop star like Adele? And um, basically, somebody in this interview was talking about the Travis Kelsey situation, and he's like, you know, your man Travis Kelsey, also from Cleveland, what advice would you give him now that he's dating one of the biggest pop stars in the world? It's very, very important. You have a unique perspective on this. What advice right now would you give Travis Kelsey? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Travis Kelsey's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have to give him any advice. We're born with it, so he knows what to do. <laughs> oh, oh. That's a good I want to know what they're teaching them in Cleveland. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's just, it's, it was a way to answer the question without answering That's the exactly question. exactly what it was. <laughs> and it, it was very, it was just, it was, it was smart. It was smartly done and it was kind of funny, but it's like, yeah, Cleveland guys are just born with it. We know how to date pop stars and <laughs> then you don't have to answer the question. This thing will die down if she doesn't show up to a stadium again. But as soon as she shows up to a stadium again, this is right in the news cycle. Taylor Swift? Yeah. Well, there's really exciting news oh. because ooh, ooh. Taylor or uh, <laughs> Travis has a bye week this weekend and his brother, Jason, is playing 
on Sunday in New York where Taylor lives. And so now everyone thinks that Taylor and Travis are going to be in the box together watching the Eagles game. Did he attend? Um, did he Go att- football! Okay, so she's been going to his games. I know she has her film coming out and she's been doing red carpet for the premiere of her film. Yeah. Has he been spotted anywhere? Well, no, because he's a game today. Oh. So he's a game he's on th- okay. today, so he couldn't go. You but she s- was spotted with Beyonce, which is whole other news. You are such a great example of a Swifty. When would you have ever known the Eagle schedule over the course of the, your entire life? Thanks. Literally never. <laughs> Barbara Walters, former co-hosts, are spilling the tea on one of her celeb hookups. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Before we get into this email here of uh, these two frisky fellas um, <laughs> trying to figure out exactly um, where to go and get a little intimate when you both live with your parents, let me ask you this question. Abby. So I have a friend that traded uh, Instagram with a girl in person. They met like, I don't even know where it was, maybe Starbucks, maybe a bar, whatever. They met in person. Oh, must be so nice. It's crazy. <laughs> Wild. It's so 1991. <laughs> so um, he goes to her Instagram uh, when she takes off and he notices that Three-fourths of her pictures are her in bathing suits, mm. doing the posey-pose thing, right? Mm-hmm. She's not yeah. a fitness model or anything like that, but she looks good. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But he's wondering, is that a major red flag? His thought was, okay, hold on a second, because she's fishing for compliments, mm-hmm. right? She's throwing up all these thirst traps. So his initial thought was, is this girl super, super insecure because this is three-fourths of the pictures that she sent up. I'm going to try and walk a a fine line here. Don't. Don't. Yeah, go. Mm, In my opinion, in my opinion, I think it... I do think it looks thirsty, but I don't necessarily mean that. I don't think that means that she is thirsty because I think a lot of girls genuinely do just love taking bikini photos. Like I come from a a city that's a beach town and girls on the weekends would go to the beach and take pictures in bikinis. And that was a totally normal thing. If it is every single photo, it does make you wonder what are like, why are they only bikini photos? But I, I mean... If that's if she feels good about it and she looks good and that's like her her vibe, I don't think it's a red flag. You like attention, own it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like as long as you're self aware, those are the like when you post a photo like that or you post any photo. I mean, that's what social media is, especially Instagram. You post a photo. What do you want? Likes. Mm-hmm. You want interaction. You want likes. So I feel like as far as a red flag, I don't think it's a red flag. It would be for me. My if a dude was doing that, like I went to his Instagram and it was mm-hmm. nothing but him with like his shirt off and all that, like he three was fourths sh- of the picture, three fourths of the picture, that would be a red flag. Like I think I, I, they're for me that maybe like they have like a self esteem mm-hmm. issue that they have to find this validation from strangers on the internet. Yeah, I completely agree. It would be a red flag for mm-hmm. me too, for sure. I mean, more so, but the fact that you said three fourths of the pictures of that, because sometimes I do look at profiles and I'm like, that is that the only time you ever take a picture mm-hmm. of yourself? Yeah. It just it it does give off something that I would be concerned about. If it was a dude, I would immediately have the judgment. What a what a douche! I would too. But 
women can be douches too. Um, <laughs> so I, I would be like, no way, man. Way too high maintenance would be my first thought. High maintenance? Yeah, because yeah. you need a lot of you need attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels hypocritical for me to say it does look thirsty, but at the same time, it does feel a little slut shamey for me to be like, wait, why are you showing your body so much? So, I don't think it's slut shamey. I don't think it's yeah. more like, oh, he's you know, she's trying to get you know hook up a lot. I think it's just it's. Um, Validation shaming. Yeah, but that's it's why it's, yeah. shaming. That's kind of why everybody posts on social media, right? Like, you, even though you want to share your life, I think there's a small part of everyone that's like, okay, if I don't reach a certain amount of likes, I'm going to feel some type of way. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a good enough photo, and you don't feel validated. You've done this. You've said this numerous times. You get, you get so mad. My rainbow butt picture got more pictures than you <laughs> did, or you and your dad. I've actually started to hide the amount of likes that I get on Instagram because I was getting so obsessed with the pictures that I was posting, and it wasn't enjoyable for me at all mm-hmm. that I'm like, I'm just hiding the likes. You can do that? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really relieving. Oh, yeah. I'm doing that today. Yeah, because then you, you put up the content that you really like. Exactly. Not the ones that are just going to, that you think are going to get you mm-hmm. um, likes, like a rainbow butt picture uh, <laughs> that, I can't, that I can't possibly compete with. I've definitely posted <laughs> pictures that I was very proud of and then took them down based off of how many likes yeah. they got. Like, right? I've, I've definitely done what it. What a stupid game. It's ridiculous. I know. That's why I started to hide them, man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right. So let's check out this email here because they got feelings for each other. He's got tingly parts. She's got tingly parts. The problem is uh, it's a tingless a, a ting, tingleless relationship Ooh. because they both live with their parents and they're not exactly sure where to go and what to do. So Abby's mm-hmm. got the email. That'll kill the tingles. Yep. Help Bert show. I'm hoping you guys or maybe some of your listeners can help me find a boyfriend. No. Can help me and my boyfriend. Oh, help me and my boyfriend. Oh, I thought well, you were already going to make trouble. <laughs> I'm like, Abby, am I projecting on this? I'm like, she has one. She has one. Must be nice. <laughs> this is just me saying what I want to say. Okay. This is going to be a weird TMI question, but here we go. We don't know where to do it. Or as you all say, play piano. Mm-hmm. I'm 23 and live at home with my parents. He's 25 and lives at home with his parents. Before dating each other, we both lost our jobs, hence why we are living at home with our parents for the time being. On our first date, we actually bonded over the fact that we were both unemployed. I contemplated not even trying to date because who wants to date a chick with no job who lives at home with her parents? Meeting Dax is the best thing that's happened to me in the last six months. Our dates are super low-key because... You know the whole no job thing. Our main issue is we don't have anywhere to do it. Both our parents are always home and doing it there does not sit well with either one of us. I embrace my curves, but because I'm a bigger girl, the car is not an appealing option. (laughs) We don't have money to get a room for a night. And please don't suggest we do it somewhere outside. He has horrendous allergies and that would not be pretty. (laughs) What a sexy couple. Yeah, I know, right? So where are we supposed supposed to do the deed. Yeah, we have friends with places, but that seems so creepy to ask them if we can borrow their place. Would you be offended if a friend asked you? Thanks, horny and helpless. <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, I would not be offended if a friend asked me, hey, can I use one of your rooms or when are you going to be gone so me and my girl can come over to your house? I would not be offended at all. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. I would be grossed out. Like, I, I, yeah, there's grossed. a part. There's a part of me that wants to be a girl's girl and be like, 
you get some, you come over, you sit on my couch, like whatever. But then I'll be at home and I'll be like, why does it feel a little sticky? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, couch would be off limits. Like if we were to broker this booty deal, like you're not allowed to do it on my couch. <laughs> you ain't getting on my bed either. I got to sleep on that every night. Definitely booty not getting you, on the bed. You are the booty agent, but you got to, I mean, you, you got to give up like a guest room for your friend. If you have one, yes, I do. And I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, you wash sheets, so. <laughs> yeah, but it's your stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to be there, though. I don't want to be there. Offended is not the word. All right, I wouldn't be offended at all, but I wouldn't like it, and I don't know why. <laughs> really? Yeah, something about it would just feel weird to me but, if my dude came to me and asked if he could borrow my place for that. <laughs> I'd just be like, bro, what? I'd have no problem with it. Can't they find a closet somewhere? I, I'd say, come on over. Yeah. <sighs> I'm charging you by the night, like hotels. Do. <laughs> That's a brothel. <laughs> I mean, you got to be a good wingman. I am shocked by you right now. Shocked. I don't know why that would feel weird. And you have would. a guest, like you have a guest room. Yeah, I do. And see, but I couldn't be there, like you said. No. So I would have to. Right. Now I have to leave my place, my place of peace. So okay. that say you're going to be out of town. So weird about it. You're going to be out of town. You're uh, going to be in one of your exotic locations that you just randomly chose to go. You're either in Paris or the Maldives or Colombia or whatever, wherever. And your your dude wants to borrow your place one of the nights while you're gone. He wants you. He needs to. You need to. Get, he needs to get a key and come over and get his freak on with this lady. For the very first time. They haven't had a chance to do it yet. Because oh, wow. they, they don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're even thinking, you are not a good friend. No, I, no, you know what it is? You are not a good friend. I am so offended. <laughs> I would say yes. Don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't say no. But then in the back of my mind, I would wonder if they're actually going to abide by whatever boundaries I set. Because uh, I remember when Neo, the singer, did the interview where he actually did that for one of his best friends. And when he came home, they, they were in his actual bedroom. You can't do that. <gasps> no, you're not, because they didn't listen to the boundaries that he gave them. And I would, in the back of my mind, nah. think that the person is going to do that. Like, That's you'd be awesome. looking at your kitchen counter like, <laughs> was it there? It would just make me uh, uneasy. I mean, there's got to be an agreement. Like, if you're going to let me borrow your place, it can only be in a certain, there's only some real estate. But I get that. But I understand where most come from. Once you're in the throes of the past. Passion, right. All agreements and boundaries go out the window. You're just excited to be doing it. You could just be doing it everywhere. And you got that little pull-out bed from the couch in my guest room. They ain't going to want that. They going to think about my bed. Yeah. And, yeah. and your shower. It's very a shower sweet. for sure. That, yes. that is a totally different definition of pull-out bed, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> now I know why they name it that. <laughs> you're such a dork. Hey, Amy, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Just I'm uh, really shocked by Mo. I've never been more turned off in my life by my friend. <laughs> you know, Mo's got a few issues. <laughs> Thanks. She told you. But not wanting my friends to have sex with my bed. That was a little more than we had asked for. It's, okay. not, it's not untrue, but it didn't need to be stated. Tell us how you really feel. Ooh. All right. So do you I let your friends that. borrow the house, you know, just for that one thing? No, 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 no. They're both unemployed, right? Correct. So all they got to do is start a house-sitting business. But you can't do that when you're house-sitting somebody else's house. (laughs) Nobody else is going to be there. Take your own (laughs) sheets and clean up after yourself and... Isn't that called a hoe house? Yes. <laughs> that's what they're turning your house I, I, into. I mean, you might, it might vary from state to state, but I think that's illegal. Brothels? Yes. Brothels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the virtue. 
If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? If I ever find myself with more time, I end up getting so stuck on what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing that I end up wasting the entire hour. So what if you could use that hour to actually improve yourself and improve your life so that the next time you have a free hour, you actually know what's a priority for you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Whether you need to talk through the guilt of taking time for yourself or learning how to set boundaries with people in your life who take and take, therapy can give you the tools to lead a richer life where you're, well, in control and happier. Therapy isn't just for major trauma. It's for the everyday problems that can be tough to navigate, too. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. There's no shame in finding someone to vent to about the issues going on in your life. Plus, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. Get it? The Bird Show. Once again, RBM of Alpharetta is allowing us to give you guys a brand new Mercedes-Benz for $100. That's it. It's a pretty good deal if you think about it. You think so? Yeah, 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV and you score it for $100. Mm. I, I say that's a pretty good day. Less than what I pay for them for my car. <laughs> we have been doing this for years. They have allowed us, I should say, yes. to do this for years. Um, and we do this raffle every year. It's $100 per ticket, and we only sell 2500 So you got to get them fast, and you got a pretty damn good chance of winning, right? A uh, brand new Mercedes for 100 bucks, and every penny of that donation goes to Burt's Big Adventure. This is the trip that we take down to Disney World every year with kids with chronic and terminal illnesses and their entire family. So it's a win-win all the way around. Yep, you're doing good, and you could potentially score yourself 
yourself a brand new Mercedes Benz for just a hundred bucks. So you can go to Bert'sBigAdventure.org and that's where you can buy your raffle ticket for a chance to win. And you have until October 25th. It's going to be here before you know it. And this typically sells out before we even get to the end date. So Put it on your to-do list today. Yeah, you heard October 25th, and you're like, oh, I got plenty of time. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. We haven't really been talking about it a whole bunch, but now that we are, the tickets, the raffle tickets will sell quickly. So go online uh, to the Birch, not the birchshow.com, birchbigadventure.org. All right, Mo, you're not safe anywhere, man. Your friend knows this. Man, this is a scary world sometimes, and I had one of those really rare moments in life where um, I was reading, just reading about the news, and I came across this really senseless crime and started reading about it and realized that one of the names of one of the victims were familiar to me. And it happened to be someone that I've known for a very long time. And it she, happened to a friend of yours. A friend of mine. Oh, gosh. So uh, a while ago, uh, there was a guy who worked in the company that I worked for. And he, uh, he had a lot of connections. He was really big in the company. And he's just an amazing guy. And he used to always, like, try to help people get to, on their career paths, whatever they wanted to do, if he could help. He would help. And so there was a group of us that he took under his wing. He got me going into comedy. He got a friend of mine going into voice acting, another friend into producing. And just that group of us that he was trying to help at that time became like a little mini family. And we always just looked out for each other and hung out. And we, we've been in touch with each other ever since. And one of the people from the group actually sent me this article in which initially I just thought he was sending me the article because it was a horrible news story that happened in New York. And so the story is there was a, a random guy. Um, they're still trying to figure out exactly what his motive was, if there was a motive at all. But he just decided to buy some bottles, like some glass alcohol bottles, and he just hit three people in the head with these bottles. Over the head with the... What the were, hell? Were they full bottles, empty bottles? Not that that really matters. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you worried about the liquor? Like, is, Well, no, I'm just saying good? if it's a full bottle... <laughs> That's going to hurt more than if it's an empty bottle. Wait, I don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> I don't know. We're just trying to get to five minutes. No, I, I really want, like, I was genuinely, because I'm, I, I'm big on details, and I don't know why, and I just need to stop. I really do. You know what, though? I didn't think I would laugh telling this story. You don't want to waste good liquor. <laughs> Let's hope it was, like, with a full bottle is what she's hoping. My, my intention was not to bring levity to the story because it's a serious story, but uh, that I inadvertently did. So you're welcome, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, well, the good news is all of the victims are okay now. Yes. But at, at, it was, I mean, he hit an, an older woman who I believe they said was in like her 70s. What? And he, she was in the subway. Um, he hit another guy, uh, I think, just in the street. It was very random. Yeah. And then so my friend happened to be in a supermarket. And she was on the second floor of the supermarket. And out of all of the people in the supermarket, for whatever reason, this guy chose her. And she, I, I so I'm, from what she said, she, she doesn't know him. Didn't know him from anywhere. There's no history. There's no anything. He just picked three random people. And she happened to be one of the people that he hit. So he ended up getting arrested. Um, he, I guess he had a long list of criminal history. And they're yeah. holding him with like $150,000 bail. So he doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. Good. But she was really shooken up. So I, I immediately bet. I reached yeah. out to her and asked her if she was okay. And she's recovering. She's um, She's been recovering since it happened. It just happened like a week ago. But she's like, Mo, I mean, I literally was pulling glass out of my head. Oh, God. When she was on her way to the hospital. Hospital, and then they had pictures of her, like wrapped in. They would wrap their head, and her head is bleeding. It was, 
it just was a gruesome scene, and I'm glad she's okay. And it was just, it just goes to show you, man, wrong place, wrong time, because this woman is literally one of the happiest, most bubbly, kind people I've ever met in my life. Like, she's the last person on earth I ever thought something like this would happen to. Just but don't know, man. You just and talk never about know. the PTSD, too. Like, everywhere you go, you're going to feel like you're looking over your shoulder yeah, right. after exactly. being attacked senselessly. Yeah, like you're going to have to see a therapist for this one. Mm. You think, I, I don't know if it's, it's just in our face more. You know, uh, for social media and news, and we have so much access to so much negative stuff here. But I, I feel like even, I, I don't know where it turned, and maybe I'm just more cynical now than I used to be. I just feel like people are more on edge now, and there are more stories like this than there ever have been in my life before. Mm-hmm. You mean random acts of violence? Yes. I always I don't know if it's a mental health issue across the board, and I don't know where it started. I don't, I don't know. I don't either. I always wonder if it's it, it's always been going on. Like you said, we just have more access to it now with the social media, or if there really is something going on out here that people are having more <sighs> mental health issues than ever. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely more in our face, for sure. Um, but, I mean, we could easily pull up the stats and see as far as, mm. like, criminal activity and if it has increased. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. You know, I never thought we would be commenting on Barbara Walters' sex life on the show, but here we are. I bet she was a freak. Oh, (laughs) sounds like it. So (laughs) Sherry Shepard and Joy Behar used to be co-hosts on The View together, of course, with Barbara Walters. And so Sherry now has her own talk show where she had Joy on as a guest. And they were talking about this one story that they both had heard from um, their mutual friend, comedian Paul Mooney. And it was basically a story about Barbara getting a little freaky with Richard Pryor. Funny, but they're telling, are they doing this on The View? No, they're doing it on Sherry's show. On Sherry's show. Okay. Why? It makes it, well, because if it was on The View, the show she started and she's no longer with us, like you don't want to be talking about her past sex escapades. Why not? It's rude. You think she's going to be all offended right now? Well, she's dead, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think she would want it on her show, man. You think so? That's ratings gold. Absolutely. I mean, they did it in a fun way. Okay. I think a, that's hilarious. You're being a prude right now. <laughs> I'm 100% I am, for sure. I'm just trying, I mean, like, and I know she wasn't, she wasn't perfect, but everything she did and accomplished as a woman in journalism, I'm over here like, really? This is what we're talking about? Well, she's allowed to be a freak also? She's 100% allowed to be a freak, but talk about her with her in the room so she can comment on her freakiness. Well, why would you do that? That would be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it after she's dead is nice. Yeah, she's not going to be offended. <laughs> I think it makes her a multifaceted individual. Yes, she was an accomplished female journalist, paved uh-huh. the way for thousands of women to do what we do today. Tens but also, thousands. she can get a little freaky with a yes. good-looking man. Oh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, remember that feud that Kim and Courtney were in on the Kardashians like last week or a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Basically, they were both on the phone, and Courtney just got so upset with Kim, called her a witch, she was crying, and I'm listening to it going, dang, this is like the fight of the year for the Kardashians. Well, turns out their relationship is on the mend, and it's just a sister thing. As someone who doesn't have a sister, um, I don't understand this at all because when me and my brother would get in fights, it was me like getting my face smashed into (laughs) a pillow cushion and then we could move on. It was like like physical abuse, but the emotional stuff I could never get over. Yeah, when you listen to that conversation, I mean, Courtney calling her a narcissist Mm -hmm. and an effing witch and then, you know, Kim coming back saying all your friends are talking about you and how you've changed and it was... Like, I like it's to the point where things were said that you may be able to forgive, but you mm-hmm. will never be able to forget because it was just so low. 
and like I got a I don't have a sister, I got a brother. We have never fought like that. Hmm. Like, yes, he has smashed my face in a cake before, yep, but yep. have never said things that were so hurtful and hateful to each other. If you, um, I do have a sister, and if you're close-ish in age, I mean, it depends on your relationship, too. But they're almost like an extension of you and vice versa in a way that they see you at your worst. They know every dark secret. Like, you're kind of born with a, a best friend, but it's also a weird relationship. Like, if you're an older sister, you feel responsible for your younger sister. So it's this complicated dynamic where they're your best friend, they're your family, and you're so close. So you just growing up, like, you forgive almost everything. And I would say there are some things that Cross the line and that that fight pushed it um, for me in my mind like if I had that fight with my sister but you just do atrocious things to each mm-hmm. other like that mm-hmm. is the one person you get to mess up around and they mm-hmm. get you because they're also a girl growing up and so they they understand but I think it's what surprises me is adult sister fights are way worse than when you're younger like once you hit your 30s and um it, it, it feels different because you both have the experience and you know better at and, that point. Well, and you also know each other's hot buttons way uh-huh. more as you're mm-hmm. adults. So and you know exactly which ones to push. Exactly. So you say things like that to push buttons, not because you actually mm-hmm. mean them. Mm-hmm. Although you could say there is probably a grain of truth in each insult. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure. sure. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Bird Show. So our producer, Katie, here has got herself uh, or has to get herself uh, a new car. And she and her best friend, Mo, here are having very different opinions on exactly what she should get. And you can hear that on In the Moment, which is his podcast, uh, on the Pioneer Network. Yes, sir. So Katie, unfortunately, uh, totaled her last car. I don't, I don't know if you want to detail that, that, that incident. Oh, yes. So um, <laughs> I was involved in a lovely hit and run. <laughs> you weren't the one hitting and running, FYI. Yes, yes. Right. FYI, I was not the one hitting and running. Okay. <laughs> a car sideswiped me, ran me off the road. I ended up running into a tree, um, which messed up my car. And I just recently found out that my car is now deemed a total loss. Mm. No. Did they ever find the person who did it? No. <sighs> so that means that I am now in the market for a new car. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, I get the feeling of losing the car that you have had with you and the connection and the attachment. I, I might have shed a tear or two <laughs> for the first time I had to let go of my mm-hmm. car. That was my baby. Yeah. I remember that feeling vividly. But I have learned that in times like that, sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise because now you go to get your new car and you got something new to fall in love with, something new and shiny, and maybe mm-hmm. you can actually get something even better. So I was having a debate with Katie on what exactly her next move should be because she wants to play it like um, conservative. She wants to be conservative about it, just get something that's decent, something that'll get her from A to B the way that she did the first time. But I see it completely differently. I think that this is your opportunity. You're in a perfect position to do it, to go and get your dream car, like the one you absolutely want that is going to set your world on fire. Regardless of how you get it, I think that should be her next move. What's your dream car, Katie? Well... Okay, it's a luxury car. I'm not, I don't want to say what the car is. Just know a luxury car is my dream car. What's your mentality of getting into a car that even might stretch you budget wise? Because I feel like, all right, and it's funny coming from me because I don't want a car, right? And I don't have a car. And I, yeah, because it says a man who doesn't even have yeah. a car. He's got but, Chevy feet. <laughs> Chevrolet. It's Chevrolet. 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 Okay, right. that's better. And it's four feet. <laughs> but when I did have a car, 
I I had two cars in my lifetime, and the first car that I bought, I bought it with that mentality. Let me just get something that I know I can afford, and it'll get me from A to B. And then the second time that I got a car, I got in something that I really wanted, and it did. It cost me a pretty penny, and I I regretted it at first, but. Once life moved on and I started to like uh, get into a position where I could afford it and I was able to save, I feel like it genuinely changed the quality of life for me. It's just it was something about I mean, this is your car. Like you have to be in this every day. It take it's it's a part of your life and I think if you can, if you can stretch yourself just a little bit and get the car that you really, really want, I feel like it's always worth it as opposed to just mm. getting something mm. just to get it. Like because if you of, live it and drive it, you become it. Yeah, like the whole look good, feel good, play good yeah. type yeah. of theory. So I guess it depends on what your currency, your internal currency is, right? Because I've told you guys this before. I, I, I don't like designer clothes, designer whatever. That, that doesn't do it for me. Watches, I couldn't care less about that. What's important for me is pulling up to a home that I'm proud of because I work hard, you know? And I want to be able to pull up to that home and go, okay, that's why I was working today. Mm-hmm. Um, car's not really my thing and vacation's... That's my thing also. That's my currency. So, Katie, is a car your currency? Yes. It is. I'm very particular about my cars, and I love my cars. I love Titanium. That's the one that just died. That was her name. Titanium. R.I.P. Yeah. And I do care about that because I care about the vibe that I feel when I'm riding in a car. And But what I'm really mainly, like, conflicted about is I just paid off that car. Uh, (laughs) I was I was right there. No more car payments. And then boom. So I'm like, do I really want to get something that I I know I want? But then I'm going to have probably a higher car payment than I did have. Mm -hmm. Or can I get something that gets me to point A and point B? And then there is a car that I do want. But then I'm like, oh, that's the lesbian car. So so many. No, 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 a Jeep. Well, Uh, I'll tell you what is funny, though, that that you mentioned that. So when Katie told me last week that she got in a car accident and I have a friend that owns a Cadillac, Cadillac dealership, but also owns a Subaru dealership and a Katie being a lesbian, I was sheepish about saying that I can get you into a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems too stereotypical. It definitely is. So there's a, just a lot of mixed feelings, but I know that if I do get the car I want, like Mo said, I'm going to be on a different type of high vibe. I feel like I'm entering like a grown woman era, you know? Oh, you're going to be on a higher vibration for sure. For sure. Especially if that's one of your currencies. But, I mean, personality-wise, do you get very, very stressed out about budget? Yes. Absolutely. That's a buzzkill. That's the conflict. Right. How far is your drive to work every morning? Uh, 30 minutes. So I recently uh, had to get a new car and I got one that I really liked. I was going to go like low budget, use, no big deal, just a commuter car. And my husband, you know, talked me out of it. And I love it. It's like my escape from the day. Like it Mm. is a sanctuary on the way to and from work. It's comfortable. It's fun to drive. And so I'm also like you with the budget, though. Like I didn't want to. So I found a happy medium. Um, so it's not my dream, dream car, but it is a car I would have never bought for myself because I would consider it a nicer car and not u- utility. Mm-hmm. So is there a way in the middle you can do a stepping stone to your dream car? Because I, I entertained the thought of getting my dream car and I nixed it because I was like, I am not going to stretch my budget like that. Um, and I'm really happy with what I did. It was like a compromise with myself knowing the dream car is the next step. 
Yes, I think there is. Um, if I do more research, I can reach that because I feel like every car that I've had, this will be my fourth car. I've upgraded in cars mm-hmm. slowly but surely, and they've all defined what era I was in during that time that I had that car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? I'm, I don't know yet, <laughs> but I have to make a decision this weekend. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, have to, yeah, I have to get a car this weekend. Okay. so You have to buy it this weekend? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't go into the dealerships with that attitude. Don't appear desperate. Uh-uh. <laughs> Listen. It's the Burt Show. Um, so follow-up Thursday. We call it follow-up Thursday. You guys remind us of Burt Show storylines are still open for you, and you're like, oh, I wonder what ever happened to blank. So you could just go ahead and email us, much like Jacqueline Mitchell did, who said, what's up, Burt Show fam? What's up, Cousin Mo? I was oh, another the same cousin. thing. <laughs> the Mitchell. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> everybody's a cousin for Mo. Yep. I've met 50. Uh, I was hoping you could do a follow-up for me on Thursday. This one from about a year ago. Remember the guy Thomas? Nope. Who was thinking about hooking up with his married co-worker who claimed she was in an open marriage, I but do. she was lying? Mm. Whatever happened to them? P.S. Mo. I'll see you at the room. <laughs> Winky face. All right, so we did this um, last October, almost right at a year. Thomas was on the fence about hooking up with one of his coworkers. She was a married woman who claimed she and her husband had an arrangement. Once a year, she had the freebie pass to hook up with whomever she wanted. So Thomas took a chance and started making plans to link with his coworker. In the midst of her conversation, she confessed that she lied to him. Her husband never gave her the green light to have a freebie once a year. Thomas immediately started to rethink hooking up with her, but we never got an update afterwards. Did he stay away from his coworker or not? Update. I appreciate your curiosity. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Regrettably, I did end up getting involved with her. I know. It was a really bad decision. Yep. And it's definitely not something I'm proud of. Somehow... I convinced myself it was okay, but it quickly became apparent that it was a mistake. To be fair, she worked hard to convince me it would be okay. You're having an affair with a coworker. How is that going to be okay? No clue. <laughs> you and your morals and values. God, Again, so boring. Infidelity for dummies. <laughs> There's going to be a chapter on this. Then, after about a month of quote unquote hooking up, she ended things. I can't blame her. Her tune quickly changed and said it was wrong. She's right. It was wrong. I've been wrestling with my conscience ever since. If karma is a thing... Taylor Swift says it is. It definitely came back to get me. Karma is also her boyfriend. (laughs) Soon after, I started dating a woman who I cared about a lot. I've never felt for anyone what I feel for her. Well, a couple months ago, I found out that she was seeing someone else. It crushed me. So... Even though we were not married, it hurt like hell. So knowing I contributed to that with someone's marriage makes me feel guilty as hell. Fortunately, I don't think her husband knew and still doesn't know. So he may never feel the pain that I felt when it was done to me. I've been trying to learn from this and trying to understand why I let myself get into such a situation that I knew was wrong. The hard part of getting past my feelings of guilt is the fact that we still work together Mm. and I see her every day. She talked about karma right there, man. Which is why I'm trying to find another job. I think it's just time to move on from the last year. So that's what's been going on. Take care. 
Thomas, what are your thoughts, Abby? <sighs> I feel bad for you, but it's also your fault. You know, <laughs> he keeps saying, uh, he keeps saying, I don't know how I got into this. Situation. I don't know why I did it, dude. You were you were horny and you were into this girl and you wanted you wanted to take action with it and you did and you found out that the consequences of being a part of somebody else's affair, it, it you get lost in the mess too like she was while she was the one stepping out on her marriage you were a part of that and I think karma for real is coming to bite you in the butt now that you have to see her every single day yeah I don't like people who try to put the onus on the person who's in a relationship and that they did no wrong because they're single and they're free to like date whomever no you're an accomplice Mm -hmm. like you may not be like as guilty but there's, you're still guilty for participating in an affair. Right. It's hard to feel sorry for this dude, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you knew exactly what you were getting yourself into. You knew it was going to end up bad. There's no way that this would have had a happy ending, and you still have to go to work. It, it just didn't make any sense. And he didn't even, I thought the way it was going, he broke it off himself. But it really was broke off because of her. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you regret it now. But, yeah, it's hard to feel bad for him. I do like that he's not, like, playing the victim in this whole thing. True. That yeah. How many times have you seen and heard that, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this has happened to me when the dude made a series of choices to get into this situation and it just didn't work out. But I I do think that there are ramifications here also. You know, when you start dating somebody else and you've gone through a process like that, then you start looking at other people like, this can happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, even people that have never had any infidelity to them start looking at others going like, can that? I mean, it, it happened to me, so... Is she or is he cheating also? If you've listened to this show for 2.2 seconds, infidelity happens to everybody. Nobody's safe. Nobody is safe. It's the Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Burt Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Burt Show.